Putul Williams is the Building and Construction Minister. Minister, afternoon. Hi, how are you, Heather? I'm very well, thank you. What's your plan to deal with this crisis? So, um, uh, back in 2019, the government set up in partnership with the construction sector, the construction sector record, which uh, came about as a result of understanding that as a sector, we're the fourth largest employer, but our productivity uh, rates weren't that great. And one of the things that, one of the work streams that's come out of that is the industry transformation plan. So it's about building resiliency into the sector. It's about looking at things like workforce, like uh, issues such as we're currently having around supply, um, looking at contracting and procurement and a whole range of issues and putting uh, good plans in place so that the sector is not only resilient, but it's actually uh, world beating. Okay, that's good stuff for the long term. Short term, right now, Rick Heard told us the biggest problem they're facing is they haven't got the workers. Are you trying to get the workers in? So uh, while we were uh, locked down, uh, we actually were able to, um, through immigration settings, able to bring in 500 skilled workers. Through the construction sector accord, we also had a preferential um, 60 places per month at MIQ that could be applied uh, through the accord by any um, business in the construction sector. So we uh, were allowing for the pipeline of skilled workers to come through. We have 43,000 apprentices in New Zealand in apprenticeship schemes, and we've got the Apprentice Boost uh, program as well to support employers. We understand that the best way to do this is to build our own, but we also need to have pipeline of workers coming from overseas. So in the immigration rebalance, um, we've got a preference, preferential line around skilled construction workers. So we're trying to throw okay. every lever we can at this. 500 is not going to even touch the sides. They're, they're, apparently the forecast is 200,000 shortage in terms of workers. Uh, as I say, um, that was during the period of lockdown. That was to keep help us keep some projects running. Yeah. And the construction sector, of course, has been really useful at helping all of us, the sector and the government, plan for the future. Because we have all yeah, got but, I mean, okay, it's quite, it's quite, But Minister, got. it's quite simple, isn't it? All you need to do is go and see Chris Farfoy and say... Open the floodgates. Yep. Anybody who works in construction comes into this country. Yes? As, as, as I've said, the immigration rebalance has a preference for skilled construction workers. From when? We, recognize. we need to encourage them. In. We're, we're in the process of doing that rebalance right now. Yep. Uh, we're in the process right now. We've got uh, visa waiver countries able to um, bring people in. Um, and, and we are... Right. Uh, when when does the rebalance kick shortly. in? Like, when can we start um, getting these 200,000 people in? So... Uh, imminent. Uh, the um, announcements on those are, are imminent. And we, then when does it kick in? Is, it, is he going to make the announcement, Minister, and then literally off we go next day? Heather, we are like you and, and like Rick Heard, we recognise the urgency of this. That's why we are working at pace with, with, with this work. What do you consider at pace? Uh, well, all, all arms of government are really concerned about ensuring we've got enough workforce to do all of that work. But Specifically around the construction sector because yeah. we have such a huge. I, I just want to know. I mean, are we are we talking about? Like, are we going to start getting these people in this month, or are we talking about six months there, or a year? As I've already said, um, we've we've opened to visa waiver country, so we've got people coming in already. It's those other um, parts of the world where visas are required that the rebalance is set up for. So we're already bringing people in. Hey, how is the phrase "soft on crime" gendered? Uh, just um, for me, uh, as an issue of um, 
treating a person in a particular way. I mean, I would never say soft on crime to anybody because it does seem like you're either a, a soft touch or you're a thug. And I don't, I don't appreciate either. No, of you could be stern. You could be, you could be matronly. Either, of, either of that. <laughs> well, that's true, and perhaps that's what I am. I, I'm not really sure, but I, I don't appreciate uh, that being thrown around. Are as, you, Minister? Um, are you saying that that soft on crime is aimed at you in a gendered way because you are a female minister? Well, I am saying that it actually and and it is a gendered reference. At um, you, and there towards are other you. ways. Well, I'm the Minister of Police and I'm the only one that gets it, so you know, you can put two and two together. But what I do want to say oh, is No, oh is come on. Come on now. Come on out, Minister. As a government we've we've contributed more to the police and given them more tools than any other government in, in the history of New Zealand. Oh but Minister, come no on. I mean you, Andrew Costa is your police commissioner. Of course you're gonna get soft on crime. Nashi, oh, no, who was your predecessor? No, Nashi, who was your predecessor and as a man got it as well, didn't he? No, he did not. He yes, did he not. did. And I have to push back on you. Commissioner Costa is a very, very smart person who actually has at the heart of his work keeping his team safe. Now, how is that soft? Well, I mean, he has gone a little bit soft on the gangs of late, hasn't he? Well, no, I, I want to push back on you. He has at the forefront of his... his he is, well, Minister, to be fair... And let's let's cast our minds back. Okay. Okay. Well, what what about the parliamentary protest? I mean, he did nothing, and he let that thing take off. That's on his head. That was pretty soft on crime, wasn't no, it? No, but that's your view, Heather. Can you just imagine? You've got children, you've got disabled people, and you want to he make sure that whatever come on you have. Whatever operation you have does not impact on those vulnerable people, and he they did an extraordinary taken... job. Parliamentary security asked him apparently if they could take down the tents before all of those people turned up. They had a couple of tents up, and they said no. The police said no to him. That's soft on crime. I don't believe. I don't believe that um, in charge of an operation that was as successful as it was could have been handled better. Uh, by looking at who was there. There was a whole group of vulnerable people in that crowd, and they wanted to make sure that they could negotiate their way through that. Um, and make sure that if there was an operation to clear the site, that children and older people and vulnerable yeah. people weren't there and weren't going to be harmed. Can I just and I think at the end of the day, they did an extraordinary job, and okay. I congratulate them I for just want to, because you said something that I just want to check that you did say that. Did you just say that that operation was successful? Well, it cleared the site. It was a dreadful thing to have to live through for three weeks, Six, whether you're here though. on Parliament or or um, members of the public, or people in the surrounds. It was a dreadful, dreadful um, okay. uh, thing to live through. Thanks, but the way they handled it, at the end of the day, I think in hindsight we can look back and say that they did a fabulous job. Okay, Minister, thanks very much.